0: Hello, and welcome to the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of QuietAndStrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we'll air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a review, tell a friend, help get the word out there. So I I hear from many people that feel broken or something is wrong with them when it comes to introversion. And this is why I do this podcast. So introverts, not only are you not broken, but you are amazing. You know, I used to feel that introversion was a weakness, but what I learned is that introversion was never my weakness, but rather not understanding my introversion was my weakness. So understanding goes a long way, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you are feeling broken or something is wrong with you, there is hope. You're in the right place. So I share, along with guests on the show, strengths and needs of introverts, along with some strategies for success. The key is to get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong. So... I was checking out internet searches to see what questions people were asking about introversion. There are so many questions. There are some great questions, and then some struck me as a little bit funny. So let's look at a few of these. And before we do that, just remember that our personalities come to us quite naturally. And the key is not to change them, but to get to know ourselves and embrace those great gifts that we each have. We absolutely can change and become better, but we will have the most success when we work with our natural gifts and strengths instead of against them. So, a big question, and this one I'll probably give a longer answer to than the others. What is introversion and extroversion? Introverts naturally spend more time in their inner world of ideas. Extroverts naturally spend more time focused on the outer world around them. That's one of the big keys. Of course, we all think, we all focus on what's around us. The time we spend in our inner and outer world and our preferences, that's what's different. Another difference is that introverts think and then speak. Extroverts speak to think. You know, if you ask me a question, the introverted wheels in my mind start turning I'll probably put some ideas together, and after a time, maybe a second, maybe a few seconds. Maybe I'll say, give me a minute to think about that. Maybe I'll say, give me a day to think about that. But the answer will come out after you know a moment or longer. Extroverts speak in order to think. If that's not understood, think about the communication challenges that we can have. One person thinks and speaks, and the other person is speaking to think. Introverts may prefer to communicate in writing rather than speaking. Of course extroverts may prefer to communicate by speaking rather than writing. Maybe the introvert wants to take some time to compose that good email and think it through. Or think about when you gather information. When you have a question are you likely to email someone? Or do some web research and then finally call once you get frustrated? or maybe the extrovert is gonna pick up the phone right away. Also, the energy discussion is very important between introverts and extroverts. Sometimes I hear that introverts are drained by people. and I do think that's true, but I think it's a little oversimplified. I would rather say as an introvert, I may be drained by certain people and situations, but I can actually be quite energized by some people in conversations. And then, of course, I am often energized by taking some time alone. Extroverts may be energized by social interaction or may feel restless with excessive isolation. Another key difference is introverts prefer deep conversations to small talk. So as introverts are drawn into their world of ideas, maybe thinking about the mysteries of the universe, or how to solve the world's problems. The weather or the price of gas may not be that interesting. You know, as an introvert, I have learned to I can do small talk when I need to and when I want to. Sometimes it's kind of fun. Ultimately, it is probably needed to get to those conversations that I want to have. At the same time, I don't put too much pressure on myself. And honestly... May avoid some small talk sometimes. Extroverts, on the other hand, enjoy most types of conversation. Introverts usually prefer a close circle of friends. They want that friend or two that they really share everything with. And they're telling everything to and really have a deep connection with. Where extroverts may have many friends and acquaintances. Again, some of those may be very deep friendships. But those are... Those are some of the key differences I see between introverts and extroverts. So the next question. Again, this one kind of struck me as funny. How do you fight introversion? There's nothing to fight, but rather embrace. As we go through these questions today, you really can get what you want out of life by a little understanding, understanding yourself and discovering who you are. Another one, can introversion be inherited? Inherit may not be the best word I would use. It's not like uh, inheriting blue eyes or something. But it does remind me of the nature versus nurture argument. So your nature refers to what we do inherit from our genes and the factors that influence who we are, our personality characteristics and our physical appearance. Nurture refers to the environmental factors that impact who we are, such as how we are raised, our culture, social relationships. So introversion is a very natural way of being. And nurture can play a big role in how well adjusted or not adjusted we are. We can have some misunderstandings about our introversion if our culture is only looking at how extroverts operate, for example. Um, Another question, can introversion cause fatigue? Yes, the concept of an introvert's need for recharge is well known. But with so many different types of introverts, the need for recharge is not the same for everyone. The important thing is to know yourself and what you need. Once you know that, you can build into your weekly plan. And I'm not an introvert because I need to recharge. I need to recharge because I'm an introvert, meaning I'm a deep thinker. That's what's at the heart of my introversion. I turn inward into thought more than not. That's how I naturally process the world around me, internally rather than externally. So when I'm spending more time focused externally, this tends to drain my energy. And again, I just need to know this and when it's a good time to take a break. It's also important to note that some introverts may be more in tune with their feelings and the feelings of others. This type of introvert might experience a drain caused by the overwhelming sense of the feelings of others. The important idea here is you need to understand what causes your energy drain and then build in that time for recharge as needed to stay on the top of your game. Alright, another one. Again, this one struck me kind of as funny. How do you learn introversion? You know, I've heard conversations lately that introversion is becoming more popular. There is actually introvert envy. It's eh, silly. You naturally come by introversion or extroversion. You don't learn to be an introvert if you're an extrovert. You can learn how to use your extroverted gifts to be happy and successful. Uh, maybe someone asking this question might be looking at something that comes to naturally to or more naturally to introverts. For example, introverts are really good at deep reflection. If you're an extrovert, look how you can make that time for deep deep work. But even if you're doing deep reflection, it doesn't make you an introvert. Along the same lines, another question I found, how popular is introversion? Oh, funny to me, it's not a popularity contest. You don't say, I think I want to be an introvert now because it's a cool thing to do. It's like being right-handed or left-handed. You don't choose it. So it's not a matter of popularity. Another one, how bad is introversion? It's not bad at all. It's only bad when you don't understand it. And it can be a beautiful thing when you do. Another question, Does introversion mean shyness? No. Introversion is not synonymous with shyness. An introvert or extrovert can be shy, as if it's a lack of confidence. And as I always say, the good news is that shyness can be overcome and confidence gained with some self-awareness. Confidence or self-confidence comes when you believe that you have great value, much to offer, and are worthwhile in your uniqueness you can gain confidence in your worth and uniqueness and the gifts you have to offer the world. Sometimes introverts may lack confidence as they're turned inward more often than than outward and as we need to think before speaking and we're sometimes not given that time that can definitely give us a lack of confidence But knowing, accepting, and understanding that it's normal for us to need time to think, it's normal for us to go into our inner world can make a huge difference. We all have individual strengths and needs. Confidence comes in knowing what our own strengths are and not comparing ourselves to extroverts. I've gained much confidence in myself through gaining self-awareness and understanding my strengths and needs. Okay, another question. Do introvert and introvert relationships work? Of course. There are many types of relationships. An introvert and introvert, or introvert-extrovert, or extrovert-extrovert, it can all work. It really comes down to knowing the other person, what they need, and valuing them not trying to change them or fix them. For me, I'm married to an introvert, and we're very happy. We understand each other. It can help knowing that sometimes one person may need some space, and sometimes they're going to need some company. And finding out that balance, even when you're both introverts, you may need space at different times. I've also known some very happy introvert-extrovert relationships. Again, it's crucial to know and respect each other. In any relationship, there may need to be some give and take. One partner may want to go out every night and the other partner may want to stay in more often. Somehow you need to come to that place where you're both happy. And of course there is much more to us than introversion-extroversion. We're complicated people, and no one is exactly alike. And there's so many things you might find attractive in a person. And the last question: What is a good book on introversion? Again, if you're feeling lost in your introversion, there is hope. There are many great books out there. I'm going to list my top five five that I read before I started Quiet and Strong and started blogging and other things. There's many other great books and I'm not trying to leave anybody out. I have had and will continue to have some amazing authors on this show. Here's my top five that I read early on as I was learning to embrace my introversion. I'll add links to these books in the show notes. And these authors also at some point felt lost in introversion, but learned how to be successful and happy by understanding introversion in themselves and their strengths and also their needs. So, Introvert Power by Lori Helgo. I love that title. Introvert Power. Power, the word power says it all. Quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. By Susan Kane. You know, on my show, my guests mention many books, but this great book is definitely the most common mention of a book that really helped people know that they're not alone in their introversion. and really helped them start to gain that understanding. Another one that was influential for me, Networking for People Who Hate Networking by DeVore Zach. The message is, do what you do in your introverted way. Network like an introvert. Another one, The Introvert's Way, Living a Quiet Life in a Noisy World by Sophia Demling. Honor what makes you unique. There's nothing wrong with you. And the fifth one, The Introvert Advantage by Marty Olson Laney. Introverts have advantages. What's your strengths? And so not only... Can you survive, but thrive? And of course, this all helped me to write my first book, Minding Your Time, Time Management, Productivity, and Success, especially for introverts. You know, when it comes to success as an introvert, we need to approach it with our introverted strengths and needs in mind. When it comes to strategies for success, as an introvert, often you can learn much from another successful introvert. So stay tuned from book number two from me. I'm working on it now. These are just a few of the questions that I found that people are searching on the internet for. There's so many more. The important questions to me are, what are your strengths? What do you need? What do you want? What about those around you? We will continue to... Look at these questions. Look at these questions with some guests on the Quiet and Strong podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to further connecting with you. Reach out at david.quietandstrong.com. Check out the Quiet and Strong website. I will add social media channels to the show notes. Send me topics and questions we can address on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert, and we need those to be understood. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.